We are live in three, two, one. And hey, everybody, this is Stephen Chan. I'm here with Kinflow Project. And uh, I'm here with Vincent, also known on his Instagram as Bent Pinkies. What's up? Give him a check out. He's a great trainer. He uh, recently just came back and just immediately bounced back from a lower back injury. And from what I've been seeing, just really bolstered his knowledge on the body and figuring out how to prevent all that. But today's discussion is uh, we're really going to be getting into the motivation of sticking to a nutrition plan and how to really hone in on that body fat cut. Uh, Vince, do you want to talk about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've just been a trainer for about five years, got into the game doing bodybuilding, typical, typical bodybuilding style workouts, um, trying to look good. So, and then started learning my knowledge for or learning all about like, you know, what, what goes in on how to get abs, how to build out muscle, lean out, um, what foods you're supposed to eat, what you're not supposed to eat, what gets you there the fastest. Um, so that was how I started. Now I moved on to like, you know, functional movement, corrective exercises and, um, boxing and variety of different things that I, teach and train but yeah in terms of like lower back injury you know just as soon as you screw something up you gotta learn from it totally i yeah. mean honestly i think all the i think every good trainer that has suffered a body injury has definitely come out a better trainer oh and, and i tore my achilles and you tore your achilles how long ago was that three years ago wow and then so during kind of the research process you know you were finding how that all linked to what caused your lower back pain. Yeah, dude. So it was crazy because all I did to hurt my back was, or leading up to hurting my back, all I did was go on a run. I went for a run for about an hour, finished my 45 minute stretch routine afterwards, and then my back gave out. And it only happened on my right, my right lower back. So on my right QL, um, my left QL works totally fine. So I was just pulling all my load when I stand on my right leg and my left leg, you know, it, I couldn't put any load on my left leg. So it gave me an indication it was my right side. Um, and then when I'm bending down or like doing stuff, you can totally just feel the difference. Yeah. Um, total strain. And then that's, that's when you go think back to what, what you've done, what's going on in your life. And then you're just like, Oh yeah, I did tear my Achilles on one side, one side's stronger, one side's weaker, one side takes more of the impact. Uh, even when you don't think about it when you're doing like regular everyday activities. So all these things add up, even if you don't think about it. Yeah, totally. And so, um, how long were you doing? And just so that we can use this to get into the discussion of motivation and sticking to the nutrition plan. Uh, how long have you been following that routine of doing that, you know, 60 minute run and 45 minute stretch? Uh, as soon as like the shelter in place quarantine started. Um, I mean, a little bit before I was really getting into boxing training and like getting prepared to like get ready for a fight. Um, so I wanted to get that road work conditioning in. And then all of a sudden we got stuck shelter in place and quarantine. So I wanted to keep up with it. Um, put myself through like a, you know, like a mini fight camp. So, you know, put myself through a program, required conditioning, road work, kept doing that. Um, nice. A lot of different you know, 
boxing exercises, boxing drills, and then sparring with my brother. So nice. a, a lot, of, a lot of stuff went in. So I, that's, that was like my main motivation to just keep going keep going. Cause I had like a goal I, I set in place for the year and wanted to kind of keep up with it. Awesome. And so I that mean, was, that was like the, the biggest thing. And a lot of people, they kind of set their, you know, big fitness goals as losing body fat. Arguably, I'd say that's probably the most common fitness goal for a lot of people. And, you know, for yourself, especially at this point in time where you kind of got cut away from the fitness facility and a lot of people are getting, you know, left out of gyms. It's super difficult to get equipment so that you can even train at home right now. And you really successfully have cut down your body fat percentage since all the shelter in place has begun. Do you know what your body fat was looking like before this all happened? Oh well, yeah. I mean, before all this happened, I was probably anywhere from, I mean, I don't usually get higher than 15. So I usually hover around anywhere from 15 to 10, eight range. So I, I go back and forth between that, depending on how I feel on, I need what I want to eat at the moment. Yeah. Cause uh, your boy loves to eat. Sweet. So, so I, I mean, that, that's like the biggest motivation for like working out at the beginning was I, I want to be able to eat as like all the good stuff, all the food, you know, Asian food is not the best for you most of the time, <laughs> but I want to be able to eat all the things I want to eat and then still, you know, maintain my physique or like maintain like performance in, in gym and, uh athletics so and now today like what where is your body fat percentage sitting nowadays right now uh pretty sure below 10 percent. below 10 percent. below 10 percent. so during like your average when you're not really super strict on your you know nutrition plan you're usually somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 15 percent and yeah. What right before the shelter in place, did you happen to do a scan or anything and know what your hard numbers were? No, I, I, I actually religiously don't do those things. Oh, awesome. So um, just because of I don't want to be reliant on like always needing a machine to tell you what, you know, what's wrong with you or like where you're at. So I use the eye test mostly, check the mirror every day check how you're doing and then you know you know squeeze your squeeze your belly here and there and then see if you're good to go or not good to go or you need to eat more eat less nice you know, like finger calipers yeah wonders no i think the average person doesn't have access to the in body scan that you and i really were in proximity mm -hmm. to i mean i remember when i was following my fat loss program um you know prior to actually following the routine I maybe use the machine once every other month, but when I was actually following my program, I made sure to record it on a, you know, every other day basis just to have that really close track. But, you know, now shelter in place, the average person doesn't have a machine that's super accurate. So for you, you were really using, you know, the pinch test. You were looking in the mirror and being able to judge how you were doing. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I'm, I'm pretty old school. So like, but like living in Silicon Valley, everyone's so into technology. I just don't want to be so reliant on technology. I wanted to, you know, find ways to figure it out all, all by yourself. Like just keep it simple. So when you saw that, you know, you had a day that you looked in the mirror and you weren't happy with that, 
what was your response in, you know, in your actions and in your training when you weren't happy with what you saw? Uh, it's actually more dependent on like what my goal is at the time. Okay. Right? So my goals change all the time. Like I went from doing bodybuilding, I want to get bigger shoulders. I want bigger, you know, stronger deadlift, stuff like that. So at that point, you don't really care about um, if you got love handles or not. Yeah. Because you're just trying to get big. But um, it depends on the goal because I really wanted to, uh, at a certain point in my time, I wanted to lean down and become like super shredded just to go to like concerts or like uh, raves and stuff. Right. And then um, then there's another time where you want to shred down or like lean out so that you can get better performance when you're playing basketball. I did a lot of basketball. So performance based and then boxing, obviously, because you want to you want to lean out as much as possible so your body's as efficient or quick as possible when you're going against somebody else. Do you regularly box right now? Uh not since I hurt my back. Oh yeah. <laughs> not since I hurt my back, but before that I was doing a lot of boxing, a lot of boxing. And when you say boxing like you were in like training style or were you in mm-hmm. matches as well? Yeah, so training style um I after I finished like my you know, pseudo fight camp. Uh, I ended up sparring with my brother brother at the end, uh, just as a something to do at the end. Totally. Um, gave me like a goal. Uh, but he got to wear headgear and I didn't. So that's, <laughs> so that's how we like gauged it. And then he can hit my head and I can't hit his head. So that's how we gauged it. Cool. So um, other than that, I, yeah, I, I did a lot of like, boxing program related that's why it helped with like the uh shelter in place because a lot of my workouts did not require equipment so that definitely helped a lot so on your boxing program what what did your training routine look like uh it was a lot of conditioning uh shadow boxing a lot of shadow boxing uh connecting to your speed um and then awareness of like distance uh and then uh, glute work, a lot of glute and hip work, uh, and then a lot of like conditioning through the feet, making sure you stay on the balls of your feet, lighter in your feet when you're moving around. Because um, the speed comes, it's just getting the conditioning to keep the speed up. Yeah. So do you uh, think do you think that your body your uh, boxing program it didn't really change you know before or after the shelter in place? You got to stick to that routine. Yeah. So pretty much got to the only thing I didn't get to really have was like a, a heavy bag to keep whaling on. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, I just kept sparring my brother that acted like a moving heavy bag, I guess. Nice. Having so, a willing target. Yeah. Real, real time or real life, uh, uh, training or like stuff like that. Yeah. Person to person sparring is definitely mm-hmm. a huge difference from just machine or inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, um, back to like, what my body goals were it was just like get get lean as possible get lean as possible just so that i'm able to last a lot longer you know you're trying to last 10 10 rounds uh it doesn't help to have like you know x amount of fat on you yeah well okay so let's talk about the nutrition let's talk about that leaning process mm-hmm. um you know obviously people set that as a goal and they have a good couple of days on their quote quote new diet mm-hmm. but for yourself you know 
did you have cheat days and how did you feel about those kind of, you know, scenarios? Uh, I'm, I'm very like straightforward or like when I put myself into something, I'm, I'm like in the zone. So I'll set my macros. Um, if people don't know what that is, that's like your protein, carbs and fats. The only things that make up calories in your body or that and alcohol. Yeah. And alcohol. The alcohol is like a different totally the different set um but yeah so i cut out alcohol i haven't had drank in like four months nice um i have cheat days every two weeks um and then because uh for me every two week or like if you put yourself into something for like a week and a half to two weeks then it becomes sort of routine and then you you start to get used to what you're doing or like how you change your body and how you change your diet and stuff like that um, so I set my macros, set my calories, and then I pretty much stick to them um, for two weeks. And then I'll have my cheat day to help reset my body, set my, you know, hormone levels, leptin and all that. Um, that way I can lower my calories for the next following two weeks so that I can continue the fat loss process. Because um, the fat loss process is never like a straight line down. It's always like a roller coaster, but you want the roller coaster to continue going down at the Perfect. end. Perfect. Yep. Totally. So that's why you get that spike up and then your body resets and your, you know, your mind kind of goes, okay, I'm, I'm relaxed and I'm ready to restart again, go into this, you know, hell of trying to starve yourself. Yeah. Actually, can... For the people who are listening that aren't familiar with leptin and ghrelin, do you want to talk about those hormones? Uh, not too familiar with like everything they do. I just know it's like a carb sensitivity, right? Um, and if you know more about it, go ahead. Um, but I think it's like uh, you're, you basically have depleted your body so much of like all, the, all of its nutrients and stuff or like it's in a starvation mode. And then to reset that so that your body can go back into the fat loss process, you know, you, you spike up your insulin levels, spike up the, so that the hormones start to reset and re revigorate and like start to activate again so that they can continue to keep working inside the body. Totally. No, about- at, the, at that functional level, you totally nailed it. I think for the average person, you don't need to get super into your leptin and ghrelin monitoring. It's mostly the concept that, these are hormones that regulate hunger, satiety. If mm-hmm. you don't have a good track on controlling your sense of hunger or controlling your sense of feeling full, these are the hormones that are normally responsible in your body, in your brain, in your stomach that tell you about your response to the volume of food that you're eating. Mm-hmm. What Vincent's doing here is that he's setting regular periods of time that he is being more free on himself so that he can allow those hormones to self-regulate. And that way he actually maintains a sustainable weight loss program. And yeah. how did you, how'd you determine two weeks to be your kind of a sweet spot? Uh, because I know if I do start doing cheat days every week, it becomes too frequent. And my cheat days, like I'll go, I eat a lot as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so it takes a lot for me to feel full. And, um, I, I'd like that feeling of feeling full. So if I'm eating like good or like eating like the stuff that you're not supposed to be eating high in calories, high in fat, that, that 
stuff can last in my body for a few days. And by the time I'm done getting back to my normal levels, and I'm already having a cheat day within the next three or four days, it, it's kind of counterintuitive for what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. And then right now, when you're kind of monitoring, you know, you were saying that you don't really use the machines to check your body fat percentages. Um, but when you are recording your food intake or when you are measuring out or looking at the meals you're about to eat, what's your process there? Uh, I, right now, I have a food scale uh, and I use my fitness pal. So Perfect. Uh, and, and I use those religiously for actively trying to get to a certain goal because uh, that's the most effective tool analytically because you can definitely put down all the numbers and see if you're going up or down. Because a piece of, you know, avocado is good for you, but high in fat. And you never know if avocado is one's way bigger or one's totally a little smaller. And the calorie difference is 50 to 100 yeah. or like more than that. So you want to be very precise. The, the whole point of like dieting or cutting down to get to a leaner body mass, you want everything to be as precise as possible so that you can measure. So it's like a science. You want to be able to to know what's going in, what's going out. You know, you want to be able to figure out if your body is going to lose fat or not. And then, Um, and when you've been doing this, uh, my fitness pal measuring, and then you, you know, are taking the measurements of your food. Does this mean that you're mainly cooking your own meals at home? Hell yes. Like it's so hard to, I mean, if I wanted to, I could just go out to McDonald's and always, log it in my phone because my fitness pal has every fast food restaurant known yes it does uh it makes it easier for like easy like people who don't want to cook and need things real quick but um the quality of food isn't there and um in terms of not just losing body fat like i could eat mcdonald's every day and still lose body fat but the quality of food isn't there so i need like stuff that'll make my body more efficient and my workouts more efficient so that I can continue my goals. Right. Yeah. And then not feel, you know, lackadaisical during the day while I'm training or like working out and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, when I was doing the ketogenic diet, I, for the most part, I think 85% of what I was eating was prepped in the kitchen that I had measured pre cooking. And that way, you know, all the fats and oils, everything went into the measurement but every once in a while, I would go to In-N-Out, get that you know double-double protein style, keep the carbs low. And uh, I'm sure you felt this, but getting those high-calorie density foods at fast food places, it's convenient, but you never really feel full afterwards. Nah, those things are like this big. Yeah, and like I the need, food item. Like five Egg McMuffins just to feel full. Right. And then by the time you've had five egg McMuffins, how many Plus calories are you at? Yeah. Right. Plus some hash browns. You know, there, there's no way in hell. Like if I'm eating McDonald's, that's a cheat day for sure. So right now, how many calories do you think that you're giving yourself on a daily basis to continue doing the uh, fat cut? Uh, right now, I'm still cutting. So right now, I'm, I'm down to 1,800 calories. Oh, wow. And yeah. Then- do you have like a specific number of like that you're eating in your first meal, second meal, third meal, or no, how many I, meals I do, are you doing? I do intermittent fasting, so I don't eat till lunch, um, and I only eat lunch and dinner. So I'll, nice. I'll eat because uh, the way I like to eat, like I need big meals to feel full. So I have I skip breakfast, eat a bigger lunch, and quite as and equally as big dinner. 
So it's about what, um, 900 calories each meal. Nice. Filled with like a lot of veggies and stuff like that. Cause if you're going to like, um, like say if you go out, they don't give you enough veggies to fill you up. Totally. Um, unless you're going like red Robin, get unlimited broccoli. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm not going to go red Robin, get unlimited broccoli. So I mean, broccoli's good, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not why you go out to eat. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, um, aside from the fact that I do cook a lot, I do enjoy cooking a lot. Nice. And then I enjoy cooking, not so much the cleaning, but, (laughs) um, also we're stuck at home. So there's no excuse for me not to cook. And there's no excuse for like most other people not to cook unless you have no idea. But you know, there's things called like YouTube. You can learn how to make your favorite meal here and there, stuff like that. And most of the times I'd learn from or learn how to cook from YouTube or learn how to like uh diet from YouTube that that like that helped so much. Nice. Um you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't get into the game knowing everything. So you had to learn somehow and it was either a book or visually and I I decided I didn't want to read read that much. Yeah. So for so right now it sounds like your fat loss strategy is combination of you know iifym if it fits your macros where you're recording it with a food scale to measure and putting it into my fitness pal to track mm-hmm. and then on top of that the intermittent fasting is now you know you're eating within a what seven hour time window eight hour six hour yeah it's whenever i, I it's lunch <laughs> pretty much okay yeah it's so whenever it's lunch two so. meals mm-hmm. and you know for Everybody who's listening and who's going to be trying to attempt to restart their fat loss program, this strategy is very, very effective, but you have to be sure to keep yourself consistent. So like Vince is doing, giving himself a two-week period and then allowing his cheat meals where he's allowed to feel full on the foods he likes, you have to make sure that you set that in your schedule so then that way you don't go crazy and burn out on this kind of program within two, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, I know that my program is, you know, very effective, but I know a lot of people don't eat like me, right? They're, they're, everyone's different. Some people like different foods. Some people like eating smaller meals throughout the day. Some people like to snack. Um, so there, there's a different, there's not just one way to get it, go about it. It's just like, there's so many different avenues, like, um, keto, like you were saying, there's, uh, if it fits your macros, there's, um, what is it? People are doing like the, uh, oh, you, the can go ve- you can go yeah. vegan. Yeah, you can. you can go vegan. Um, just make sure you get all your micronutrients and vitamins and minerals. Um, there's people doing a carnivore diet. I don't know how the hell that's working. Yeah. But... I had a client, I had a client who had done that for a couple months and she was doing great, but she told me, is like, yeah, just meat, salt, boiled, or grilled, and that's it. Yeah, but, I no. mean, I like variety, and yeah. I also like my Asian food. So I found out that, like, you had to figure out what kind of foods you enjoy eating. So, like, I found out that, like, I grew up eating all the foods that I enjoy eating. Like, you know, uh, noodle dishes, fried rice, um, steak chicken and rice you know a lot of a lot of carb full carb full meals and asian forward dishes so yeah. i had a lot of like fish sauce soy sauce um 
stuff like that. So I incorporated that into like my style of like cooking to dieting and stuff like that, just to keep myself enjoying the process. You know, you don't want to be. So do you feel like the meals that you're cooking and keeping in that 900 calorie style, they still taste the way that you like your foods? Oh, yeah. There's no way in hell I could continue doing this and hate everything I made. All right. So I think that's a big key is that you got to make sure that if you're going to stick to a fat loss program, that on the nutrition side of things, it has to be sustainable. It has to be foods you enjoy. And it sounds like one of the ways that you coped with the loss of volume of food was by increasing the amount of vegetables you had. But that doesn't mean that you can't keep the flavor in those vegetables either. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean the the main seasonings I typically use soy sauce, sriracha, um, uh, not table salt, uh, pink salt or sea salt, um, pepper, and cayenne pepper, garlic powder, uh, and then like paprika. Yeah, just like seasonings that I know I like right? That's good on almost any, anything. And if you weren't, and if you weren't doing this 900 calorie meal, you know, two meals a day, what would have changed in these meals? What would it look like otherwise on a regular non-fat loss program? I still, I mean, I wouldn't be tracking as much. Um, I would still be doing intermittent fasting because I'm so used to not eating breakfast. Um, So that helps reduce a meal. Um, and then it helps me know that I re- I reduced the meal, but I get to eat bigger meals and still, you know, not going way too overboard. Cause if I ate 900 meals, 900 calorie meals three times a day, then I'm going way overboard. Yeah. So. And then yeah. on, on your really tough days, like I'm sure, you know, you're a very self-motivated person, but even as a self-motivated person, you've had days where you felt tempted or defeated or, you know, like, eh, I can get away with it one time. What do you, you do right to now. keep going yourself on, on track? It's going on right now. Because <laughs> I was supposed to finish my cut um, this Sunday. But, you know, with all the fires going on in California. That's right. I was supposed to have, like, uh, photo shoots and video shoots lined up this weekend. And we got to delay it. So now that we have to delay it, uh, I have to continue dieting. Oh, wow. (laughs) So actually a great point. You know, not everybody is motivated to get outside and exercise, you know, the run that you're doing. And right now, you know, we're in California, we've got all the wildfire smoke outside. It's super Mm -hmm. bad to be out there. Um, What, what are you doing exercise wise to cope with that? Um, I mean, I still try to do as much of, I mean, to recover my back, I'm doing first and foremost yoga. That's helping a lot, um, get my body to mobilize, get the muscles to be more flexible so I don't have to be injured for as long. So my injury totally. time reduces. Nice. Um, and then I do shadow boxing, a lot of shadow boxing type workouts, um, no, no impact, just, you know, just get my body moving, get the cardio, mo- get the yeah. pumping, and then continue doing something that I enjoy, you know? Uh, keeps me motivated and then i do like right now i had to go i had to slow it down and reduce the impact on all my workouts so i went back to bodybuilding style workouts just to keep the muscles moving activated breaking them down keep the muscle size at least 
um that's pretty much it and then in terms of like how i'm doing that i have bands everyone you know easy to get like uh resistance bands yeah um and then body weight exercises awesome and um with with the body weight exercises you know things that don't require equipment not even bands not even the small stuff what what kind of exercises are you choosing to maintain your muscle mass squats push-up variations of push-ups variations of squats variations of lunges um, variations of core workouts um, and then making sure you're activating the glutes and hips um, as much as possible and then using using whatever you got to work to maintain your posture for the back of your shoulders or pulling your shoulders back um, stuff like that stuff that uh, tedious work that nobody likes to do <laughs> yeah. And then do you, you know, just looking into the programming of your training, uh, w what's your training schedule look like for yourself right now? Uh, in terms of like a typical day, uh, before a client, I'll wake up around four, four thirty. uh, nice. get my morning yoga in, loosen up your body and then I'll train my clients and then I'll do a boxing style workout, like a boxing workout, shadow boxing, something like that and then train clients again, and then I'll work on strength work. So like uh, regular, like lifting, lifting work. So we've got about, style workouts. so we've got about three workouts on a usual, on like an average training day. Yeah. All right. And then yeah. when you do your yoga routine, uh, where do you find your yoga routines? Yeah, I, I actually just went on YouTube again. So I found yoga YouTube. with YouTube. Yeah, I found yoga with Adrian, but everyone else recommended her too. Um, awesome. She has like, a, I mean, shout outs to her. She's pretty much helping me through my whole yoga experience and stuff like that. I don't know. I've never met her, but you know, she's like the only big yoga person on YouTube. And um, what's what's her channel? Yo yoga with Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. All right. Um, and she spells her name differently, so I don't remember, but. Uh, yoga with Adrian, and um, she has specific ones for like lower back, and I've been doing been doing those. So they've been pretty good. Some of them are like fifteen minutes, uh, ranging from fifteen minutes to like thirty minutes, and it helps because you know then I'm learning something new, and I'm also helping myself out. Definitely, and yeah, that's yoga with Adrian, spelled A D R I E N E. Yeah, definitely get into that for some good mobility workouts. And, um, you know, just to keep in that topic of motivation, man, you're, so you're waking up at four 30, you've got three self-training sessions a day. You're sticking to a nutrition plan. What is, what are the two biggest things that have helped you maintain this lifestyle? Uh, I mean, even before the lockdown, we were doing early morning workouts. I was doing early morning workouts with, you know, Melissa and chemo. Nice. Um, so that was like already embedded in the routine. And then I was, we were, I think we were watching, I watched a lot of like motivational videos and like, or like people who were like, um, telling you like how they became successful. And then they were like, yeah, we just woke up earlier, gave us an extra hour or so in the day to get totally stuff done. And then you feel your, you know, your body's awake, you start to feel more alive and your, your brain's working. So that's, uh, that was like my one thinking and then starting to look into more like how boxers did style their program or like they, they became successful and they were always doing early morning cardio 
get that out of the way and then go into their boxing training and then strength work or, you know, all of it at the same time or something like that. So just fi finding a way to get all of that in a day, you know, became a thing. And so, then do you, do you kind of have your schedule on autopilot or do you schedule everything on a calendar on your phone? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much autopilot right now. And then, but you know, uh, I ain't gonna lie. Some days it's harder than others. Like sometimes you just don't want to wake up and do stuff. You just yeah. need, to, need to listen to you. Sometimes you just gotta listen to your body and be like, you need some rest. Cause I am putting my body through a lot and you know, you got to give it some time to recover as well. Definitely. I mean, personally, I, uh, I got into the waking up at five thirty, you know, and doing my morning routine going through the whole day, but I don't wake up at five thirty every single day. Like my alarm is set five thirty Saturday through Sunday and, uh, or Sunday through Saturday, I mean, and there are probably, I'd say one or two days a week where I'll sleep in an extra hour. Um, and then I do find that for myself, you know, that, that loss of an hour, I understand that I was resting my body so I could recover and be, you know, set for everything else. But would you, do you think that you're at 100% adherence? Um, some days, some days more than others. Um, it also depends on like what I have on my plate a certain day. If I know, I don't have a lot going on. I'll probably relax a little bit more. Um, but if I have a lot going on, then I want to get, get the ball rolling, get yeah. as much done as possible. Cause you know, a lot of my mind, you got to get it out. Totally. So you've got your schedule set up and you're gentle with yourself. You're not at a hundred percent adherence and you are still seeing amazing results. And I think for a lot of people that are out there, you know, they've got that analysis paralysis they've got that i've got to be perfect at it or or it's not even worth doing and that's mm -hmm. not the case i think you can just get into it and just making those lifestyle adjustments that you can maintain that is what's going to help you reach your goals yeah i mean i've been cutting for almost four months now so these these things take a lot of time yeah yeah and it's and not I, instant results absolutely mm -hmm. it takes a lot of time and then within these last four months i took a two-week diet break um, and then every two weeks is a cheat meal. So they, it, it takes, it takes a lot of time. It's not like overnight success. Yeah. And not to like, you know, make you think about it more than you need to, but talk, talk to me about your, you know, every two weeks cheat meal. What does it look like? Dude, I think about food all the damn time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about my next meal, constantly thinking about like my next cheat meal. I, I love dim sum. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um, but right now there's um I was planning on for this weekend to go get uh chicken wings. So there's this place called Fire Wings. Shout out to Fire Wings. If you've never heard of them, they have like different flavored more Asian forward like than Korean style wings. So it's like Buffalo imagine like a wing stop, but more like worldwide. And more and more like asian centric nice because they have like a peking style wing they have um a vietnamese like soy sauce wing they have oh, wow. chinese salt and salt and pepper wing they got like jamaican jerk wing uh, and then your regular buffalo wings but man i i'm so ready to eat that and when's that your looks, next when's yeah, your next that, one it's supposed to be this sunday 
Nice. Supposed to be this Sunday, so I, I had I, if I postpone my my video shoot, it's gonna be I'm gonna postpone it for two weeks so that I have two weeks into my next cheat meal. Wow, nice. But and if I, I mean, once I postpone it, that next cheat meal is probably gonna be like the end of my my cut. So right. then I won't be worried too much about eating at a such a low de- calorie deficit. Yeah. And you know what? I, I've got to say, you know, I've been watching your progress and you've been doing amazing. And, you know, as Thanks. a professional in the fitness field, you and I both understand that these are things that take a long time. But even for you, four months, that's pretty quick. I mean, that's a long time to dedicate yourself to a very, you know, set program for your nutrition. But four months to cut as much as you have, you've done a fantastic job. Yeah. And I know I'm not like, a supreme bodybuilder where like everything's like popping but you know i'm I'm getting down to the nitty-gritty so it gets it gets low this is pretty quick for me but you know some people can get down like super low as like four percent six four percent in like three months yeah they're they're probably going super crazy on their diet right and the question Uh, is how long they maintain that for yeah i'm trying to do this for the long run Absolutely. So, I mean, and after this, uh, hopefully I have like more, more photo shoots, more video shoots to help myself out and stuff like that. And that, that way, you know, I don't have to continue doing these crazy cuts. Yeah. And we've covered a lot of the strategies that Vince has gone to, you know, go through his weight loss, his fat burning program. Uh, but, you know, even for someone who loves his food as much as he does, even for the days that he doesn't want to get up and, you know, get to that 4.30 a.m. morning yoga routine, he's still doing it. And in the end, that's what it's about. Motivation is fleeting. It's being able to stick to a program that you keep up with over a period of time. And, hey, Vince, if, if someone needs help, mm-hmm. how can they reach out to you? Oh, um, you can either message me on Instagram at bentpinkies. B-E-N-T-P-I-N-K-E-E-Z. Um, I'm coming out with a website soon, so then you can just, you know, come train with me um, and uh, help, help you, you know, figure out how to get to your uh, fit, fitness goals, lower body fat, or whatever. Um, doing a lot of fixing posture nowadays. Nice. But, um, that's because I live in Silicon Valley and everyone in Silicon Valley has poor posture. Totally. So, um, yeah, so as soon as my website is up, uh, you can go there. Do you know uh, what your domain is going to be? Yeah, it's going to be bentpinkies.fit. All right. So keeping with the name. Um, and if you don't know why, you know, I got bent pinkies right here. <laughs> both my fingers are, both my pinkies were bent, born this way. And then it became, uh, it's now become a, my business, my, my call sign perfect so and then you know the thinking behind that is like you know i'm i'm different uh everyone's different so if you're different you know might as well why train the same as anybody else be different train different absolutely everyone's different so you find your own way definitely i know hopefully i can help you there well hey man thanks for getting on and uh sharing your experience and your tips with everyone no problem anytime all right catch you next time man Yeah, dude. And we're off.